Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to New Heights Educational Group, Repso. My name is Kaden Behan, your host and volunteer for New Heights Educational Group. Today we have a very special guest, Karina Spangler. Hello, Karina. How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. And uh, today we're going to be discussing your people to, to people to people's uh, history curriculum that you designed yourself. Um, right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. And so let's just dive right into what is Peoples to Peoples? How did you design this curriculum? Well, for starters, there's a little bit of a correction to the title that I would like to make. It's called the Peoples Connection Program. And, um, program. Yes, and I designed the program. Uh, I actually started out not liking history at all. I mean, my mom had to pull teeth to try and get me to sit down and do that subject. And the main reason why I didn't like it so much and the main reason why I believe most other students don't like it is because they don't find it relatable. They don't understand how a person or an event from 200 years ago would have anything to do with them personally and directly. They don't see the point in learning because they can't see a connection or a purpose for learning. And um, I created it, the initial idea of it came to me when I was about 10 years old, but I didn't really think it was a good idea, so I just jotted it down and stuffed it in a folder, and it wasn't until three years later that I came upon it again, and I talked to my mom about it, and she said, Karina, this is a really, really good idea. So then I started developing it just a little bit more, and I kind of used um, the New Heights Enrichment Day classes as a guinea pig to try it out, and it worked out great, and um, I ended up using it for well over a year. Awesome. So when you say that you didn't like history um, to begin with, so that inspired you the way that it was taught you wanted to change, and so that's what inspired you to create this curriculum? Yes, uh, part of it. Um, eventually when I grew up and I realized 
the light switch kind of went on, and I'm like, hey, history is fun. It is interesting. So I think a part of it was just the curriculum that I was using. It was kind of boring and not really exciting. And um, I think the education educational system puts more focus on memorizing facts, such as dates, names, and places, rather than imparting to the students the moral of the story. And while it's very good to um, learn and use these dates, names, and places, I don't think that they should be necessarily the primary focus when learning about history. Um, for instance, which can you see being more helpful, knowing that Pearl Harbor was attacked on December 7, 1941, or knowing that the attack was Japan's failed attempt to keep the United States Pacific Fleet out of their business? I mean, both of these pieces of information are important and could both be essential in educating on the topic. However, you may know the date, but you don't know the details. You may know mm -hmm. that it was December 7, 1941, but do you know that over 2,000 Americans died? Do you know that it was one of the major reasons of why we entered World War II? And mm -hmm. um, for each for generation after generation, we put our kids in school, but we can all learn about the same people who did the same things in the same places. And granted, it's very good for the younger generation to learn from the mistakes of the past so that catastrophes such as World War II never happen again. But there's so much more to history than the habitual political correctness approved aspect to history. And okay. another danger that I kind of see in that is the fact that, you know, most people may know about Martin Luther King Jr. and that's something every kid learns about in February for Black History Month. And while the children may know who he was, maybe even a little bit about what he did, do they know how much it cost him? Because when you tell a student all of this amazing things that this person did, you may inspire this child to pursue a new idea. But by explaining the details of his personal sacrifice, these children grow up believing that passion is easy and that success is a guarantee, and it's not. Mm -hmm. So what exactly did you mold your curriculum around? What do you teach in, the, in your course? Um, well, it's primarily history, but it's so much more than that because it teaches you how to do research, how to find answers, compile evidence and facts, stitch together a paper, write a bibliography, and uh, mainly just to think for yourself. I don't really like tests. I've never been a test taker. Um, I mean, I could write you a 10-page paper on whatever topic you want, but I could never get a perfect score on a test. And that's something else that um, was taken into consideration when when making this um, curriculum is that there is other ways for you to prove your work, whether through assignments or through quizzes, which will be after you learn about a certain person. And um, the, as an example, if you're interested in, in activism, this curriculum molds to your own personal interests. So if you're interested in activism, then one of the people you may study is a woman named Elizabeth Karacharich, who was a pioneer in human rights activism in Alaska for the Alaskan Natives. And an assignment you may do would be to create a Venn diagram comparing and contrasting the Alaskan civil rights movement and the civil rights movement in the South. And on your quiz, one of the questions may be something like, how many years did Elizabeth fight for Alaskan Native equality? Or what would you do differently if you were Elizabeth? And so setting up the program in this particular way with quizzes and assignments rather than tests, it keeps history from feeling overwhelming. And it's presenting it in a way that already appeals to the interest of the student, and it's 
almost like it doesn't feel like it's work, but they are still working. Okay. All right. So, so you say that you've you created this curriculum now, and so when you started originally, you had taught classes in person um, at New Heights in the past. Yes. And so now it's online, right? We're going to be uh, hopefully putting it online if we get enough people interested. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. <clears throat> What was your experience with working with the students when you first started? Were you nervous? Were you unsure of how to necessarily go about teaching? Because I'm sure at the time you were also a student, obviously, and, um, you know, I can just imagine that it might be a little overwhelming for a student who has to take in not only learning their classes but learning how to teach. So how did you handle that challenge? Um, well, yes, I was definitely nervous and um, unsure because it's a brand new idea. I hadn't talked to anybody else about it except for my mom and Pam, of course. And um, I, as far as teaching goes, I am the oldest of four children, five or three younger siblings, and I wasn't really nervous about the teaching part or um, insecure about that. I've helped teach my siblings. I've taught myself for several years. So that wasn't really the problem or the issue. It was just sitting down and figuring out what are these other students interested in and trying to find something that's kind of mutual and creating the lessons. That was probably the hardest part in the very beginning because I still wasn't sure what exactly I wanted this program to be. Mm-hmm. So when you when you started working with people in these classes or for your ideas in the future to hopefully have more people join the class, what ages uh, do you intend to have to, to teach in the classes? When I was working with New Heights, it was, um, I think the youngest person was in about fifth, sixth grade, and we had all the way up to, I think, a sophomore or junior in high school. Um, but for the online classes, um, preferably 12th or 5th to 12th grade, but I don't want to limit it to that because this is a program that can be done for not just children, but like college students or or other adults too, because this is a, a learning program, and you never stop learning. Mm-hmm. So, what um what is the length of this class uh, necessarily? For example, some classes I know run for a semester or a marking period. Do you set it up that way, or is it just kind of yeah? It'll be learning. it'll be for oh. yes, it'll be for a semester. It'll be every um every three months. Three-month intervals. And when are these three months? It starts in September? Yes. Okay. And um, I understand that there's a fee for the classes. How much is it for a per student? A per student is $40. And um, for families who have multiple students who might want to do this program, it would be $40 for the first student and then $25 for every student after. Okay, awesome. So you said that, uh, I apologize on the probably mixing up the history of this program and when you created it, but you said that you're trying to launch the program now or you've already had success launching the program in the past? Um, well, I think when doing it with New Heights, it was quite the success. Um, so I, I hope that, you know, it'll continue as when when we actually transfer it to online. 
Okay, so and you're going to transfer online through New Heights uh, online courses, or are you going to structure your own your own way to do it online? For right now, through New Heights. Okay, awesome. Well, that sounds really exciting. So you're getting ready for the next semester, then um, the next three months, I guess, um, in September. Have you already had a class so far online? No, not as of yet. We're still okay. waiting for some um, people to say that they're interested, and once we get them signed up, it'll we'll start creating it based on what their interests are. Mm-hmm. And can you describe a little bit for definitely for me, and I know maybe some of our audience audience doesn't really know, but um, how do you structure the online classes a little bit differently? How do you how are you able to teach through through the online um, resources? Is it video or you have like um, recorded class sessions? What is what's the structure of it? <clears throat> we would be meeting um, twice a month. And the first meeting, obviously, would be online, probably through GoToMeeting, and we would just uh, get to know each other and discuss the program a little bit more. And the way we would have it set up is that after the initial meeting, every other meeting would continue to be online through GoToMeeting. And the um, ones that are going to be online will be discussing the characters that you have studied the week before. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Um. So the week's opposite, where you will not be meeting online, you will have assignments of people to learn about and research, and you will be probably emailed a list of different resources and kind of pointing you in the right direction of how to go and uh, find your information on your people and how to fulfill your assignment, whatever that might be. And then the next meeting we would have online, we would just discuss what did you learn about this person, and um, what was your assignment, and how did you answer that? And then we also have, I would encourage students to keep um, a journal for themselves. And in the journal, they could um, you know, answer the questions that we would have in the meeting, like um, what was your favorite part about this character? Or, what did you find most interesting? What did you find least interesting? If it's the character coming from uh, the Holocaust, maybe even ask a question like, can you explain how you may feel standing at the gate of Auschwitz? So just different things like that to try and get the student engaged, not just physically doing the work, but also uh, emotionally and psychologically and um, fully mentally engaged. Okay. And so um, let's see. These these classes that you have, so you say you're going to meet two times a month. And it's going to be, what time do the students meet? As of right now, as of right now, it will be set up for the first and third Monday of every month from 1 to 2 p.m. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited for your program. It sounds really amazing what you were able to do um, with with your time, even as a student. Like, I know that I'm always busy, too, and so it's just really inspirational and amazing to hear 
what you've been able to do. And so I'd actually like to talk a little bit more about you uh, yourself um, at this point because we, we do have a lot of time left. And I think it's important to learn about, you know, Karina behind this, this amazing program that you've created. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with New Heights and how your family came in contact with New Heights? Um, well, my mom and Pam met years and years and years ago before New Heights was even made. And they kind of started the program up together. My mom is uh, Maggie Spangler, and she's the vice president of the program. So we've been in it since the very beginning, since before the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. And are you also, I think I saw your name when I was doing the yearbook. Are you part of the uh, youth advisory group, right, or the student advisory group? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so when your mom met Pamela, how old were you relatively? Um, <laughs> I was young. I don't remember exactly. Okay, because I was just wondering, because I know that you've gotten so involved with New Heights for a long time. Um, so I was just curious to see, like, how how you're inspired to get so involved and to volunteer and to really be an active member of the organization um, that has obviously really helped them in, in a number of ways. And so you your program obviously is in history. Um, did you find that is this like a passion of yours? Is this history a passion of yours, something that you want to pursue in college, or do you have other interests? Um, well, I definitely love history, and what I want to pursue in, in college and afterward is government, and there's a lot of history in government, so I think that kind of goes hand in hand, and I think that having this love of history and this desire to constantly want to learn more about it is helpful when it comes to um, going into government, because when you know what's happened before, you can kind of see what's going to happen next. History always repeats itself. Mm-hmm. And so, again, um, with a lot of the volunteers that we bring on the show, I always find that it's really beneficial um, when you share your advice or your experience um, with what you, you've gone through to set up programs or to volunteer and things like that. Because I know a lot of people my age, we want to find something that we can do that's meaningful to us, that's important to us, and sometimes we're not necessarily sure how to or we don't have that backing by our parents or school teachers or whatever. So I was just wondering if you could share with the audience um, how what you would do maybe differently or what are the things you've done that you're really happy that you did um, when it came to creating this program or just volunteering in general. Um, that I think that would be really, really helpful to those who are also in similar positions wanting to do do amazing things like you've done. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I helped out with the um, Student Advisory Board for a while. I still am. And therefore, a couple of years, I was the newsletter editor for New Heights, but that was just a little too much on my plate at the time, so I um, stopped doing that. And then when it came to this program, I got the idea and I wanted to try it out because I didn't think, yeah, I couldn't see how good it was going to be until I actually tried it on students. And so I talked to Pam, and we ended up doing it for the enrichment days, and um, it was very, very beneficial, and I could see that, you know, bringing in different characters from soldiers to musicians, just this broad array of different characters, and it really did match the individual interests of all the students, and um, 
just seeing them really loving history coming alive. And something that I did differently that I haven't mentioned yet is that there were a couple people who we did study about that I ended up going and finding and contacting, and we actually called and had interviews with them, one of which was a woman named um, Lindy Chamberlain from, but she was in New Zealand now, but she was from Australia. And her baby daughter was taken and eaten by a dingo, and it turned into this international lawsuit that just took the world by storm. And she was accused of murder. Her husband um, an accomplice, and they were eventually proven innocent, but it was just a long fiasco. It took years and years and years. And um, so we studied her story, and then I called, or I emailed her husband, and she ended up calling, and we interviewed her. We interviewed a basketball coach from Oklahoma who was kind of a, a pioneer in girls' basketball back in the 60s, and all that he had to put up with with sexism and small-town politics. And so it was really neat to bring them an extra level of um, just – it was a lot of fun seeing, you know, history coming to life and actually being able to talk to the people who did go through this and did live through these things, and it just added an extra, um, an extra amount of special. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So I know that, uh, as we've obviously talked about, that you've been very involved in New Heights. Um, have you explored any other areas of interest um, in volunteering or working uh, that you've really enjoyed? I, other than New Heights, you mean? Yeah, like any other volunteer interests that you've had or experiences um, working with nonprofit organizations and things like that. Well, um, no other nonprofit organizations. New Heights has been the only nonprofit that I've worked for, but um, I have played the Highland Bagpipes for about nine years, and I um, volunteer at nursing homes to play for um, certain holidays or any special events that they may have, mainly around Christmas time and Veterans Day. And I do a lot of work with the um, local police and fire departments and DSWs. And, yeah, they're all my they're all my buddies. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So it's just, I think the reason why I ask is I think that by asking, you know, and learning about what other people have done, other places people have volunteered, I think that it gives people a lot of ideas for themselves of where they can you know, find interesting things to do and places to volunteer. So um, I didn't mean to catch you off guard with that question. I just thought it would be interesting to uh, to note, um, you know, if you had other interests and in other things that you've done. Obviously, uh, you do. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... Awesome. It looks like we have a little bit of time, but I think that we've pretty much covered most of everything that you wanted to get out here, um, out to the audience. Is there anything in summary that you'd just like to say to the audience about your program or about New Heights in general? Um, you know, you can feel free to do that and, and definitely recap on the information people need to know in order to sign up for your classes because I'm hoping we can get a lot of people from the audience to sign up. That would be really cool. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I, as I stated in the beginning, one of the more dominant reasons as to why students dislike history is because they don't find it relatable. Um, people of my generation and the younger have grown up with technology pounding on their doors, demanding their attention. And while Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, etc., all have the impression of connection and socialization, 
it's not personal. It's not emotionally engaging. And many students nowadays do not know how to express emotion or handle it very well when it's expressed to them. They are disconnected from relationship by believing that relationships are cyber. And if children can't build and have a healthy and emotionally intimate relationship with those who are alive and with them, then how are they going to be able to develop an accurate understanding for and an appreciative attitude for those who spent their whole lives creating the conveniences and the leisures that they now take for granted? And so while the People's Session Program may not have tests but assignments and quizzes, they will contain projects and questions that force the students to put themselves into the shoes of whom they study by asking the students to reenact the Herald of Indifference speech by L.I. Weisel or asking questions like, like, how would you feel walking into Auschwitz? You are forcing the students to psychologically, mentally, and emotionally put themselves into a position that they have never been in before to discover uncharted territory within their own imagination, morality, conscience, and humanity, and you're forcing them to relate because true leaders have empathy and not emoticons. So the People's Session Program's main purpose and goal is to raise up a generation of free thinkers, dedicated people, active citizens, relatable individuals, and emotionally intimate leaders who know the past and have learned for it and learned from it and who understand that history does repeat itself. And um, as far as signing up for the program, I guess you could just go to New Heights. Um, like I said, it's not exactly established as an online class as of yet. We're still waiting to see um, how many people are interested, but I'm sure that you could email New Heights and let us know if you are interested. That would definitely help us in determining uh, how and when to go about fully establishing this as an online course. All right. Well, I wish you so much luck, Karina. I think it's amazing what you've been able to do in, in such a short amount of time, especially with all the other responsibilities that you have. Um, and so thank you again for being on the radio show with us. I wish you luck with your program, and um, I hope to have you on again for something something else so we can maybe maybe do an update on how your program is going. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Awesome. Bye. Thank you. Okay. So once again, uh, thank, big thanks to Karina Spangler for being on with us today. You can check out New Heights Education um, at yahoo.com to email them if you're interested in the program, which I really, really encourage students to do if they're interested in history. This program sounds really amazing, and I think that it's a wonderful opportunity. Um, you can also contact New Heights Educational Group at our phone number, 419-786-0247. We'll also see you back here uh, next Saturday with our discussion on how you can get involved with your community and why you should get involved with your community. Thank you very much for listening, and don't feel hesitant to call us at any time if you have anything to contribute to our conversation uh, during our radio show. We'd love to have you. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great day. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.
Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter.